7.07 on the West Coast, 10.07 on the East Coast. It is 3.07 in the afternoon in London, Sydney, New South Wales. It's seven minutes after midnight. And in Malaysia, it's 19.61. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> welcome, welcome in, everybody. Hey, Hello to our uh, viewers across uh, Twitch.tv, YouTube, and Facebook Live. We are uh, back live again. It's Saturday night. Oh, my. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> I rushed over here from Stephen Bones Everything stream, who is still going on, but stay with me. We're going to go back over there once I'm done with, with my stream, but hey, I've got a stream to do, so got to commit. But uh, thank you for those of you who uh, followed me over and uh, for those of you uh, new uh, viewers and uh, listeners, because not only is this show a live stream, we are also uh, a video on rumble.com slash jsheldonnopants. Please uh, sign up for a free account there and subscribe. Everything's free. Rumble.com slash jsheldonnopants. Also, of course, our podcast listeners and a hearty hi-ho to you. Thank you. Downloads and streams are going, subscriptions going very well. We are on all the podcast platforms. And as a matter of fact, Javan uh, from India. We do have several listeners in India. And now you can find our podcast. It's spelled J-A-A-V-N. I really don't know the official way of pronouncing it. I have to check with some of my Indian friends here. Uh, it's, I'm guessing, Javan, something like that. Anyway, our podcast is also there. So if you're listening through Javan, thank you very much to uh, all the folks uh, across the Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, you'll find us there. And uh, you have found us there. And we thank you for listening and downloading and subscribing. Very cool. Um, we got a few things to talk about tonight, uh, and a couple of inspirational things and a couple of funny things. And uh, we also want to uh, help out a friend of mine who has just started to create some content. And so we're going to give give him a plug tonight, too. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, my squeaky chair. I can you hear this. I got to do something. I have WD-40 the hell out of this chair and it still doesn't work. I don't know what's going on with it, but it still squeaks. I, I've, I've got to get it fixed. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, we have some new tunes also. A uh, shout out to streambeats.com. Provides the music for the show, at least in the start of the show. And um, streambeats.com, if you're a streamer, check them out. All kinds of formats of all kinds of cool music and all completely copyright strike-free uh, for you streamers, so check that out. Streambeats.com, Harris Heller and the gang at uh, Alpha Gaming. And of course, coming up later on tonight, we are going to do our uh, our book. We're going to continue with the Jungle Book and see what happens to Mowgli, who's been captured by the monkeys. So, yeah, that'll be coming up. Um, all right, so let's see. Miko update. Miko update, update, update. She's doing fine. Uh, at the moment, she's in the back of the house chasing, I don't know, cockroaches or rats or cats or scrats, whatever. Um, but she loves this area in the back where I have a little Japanese garden, and she hangs out there all the time. I don't know what she finds so fascinating. 
We are still, of course, under this ridiculous house arrest where we can't go anywhere. We are not allowed to go out and get fresh air, sunshine, and vitamin D. Probably the best thing for fighting viruses, but people that uh, apparently don't believe in science uh, don't let us go, you know, walk around the neighborhood or have exercise or, you know, get out. So for the now, uh, we stay in the house and we just sit here and rot, basically. Um, okay, uh, let's see. We want to let you know about Crimson Mage. <laughs> a dear friend of mine has started a uh, YouTube channel, and I, he didn't pay me to do this. I'm doing this because it's a cool channel, and he's doing a great job. He's brand new to creating content, and so we want to uh, give a tip of the hat to, um, let's see here, I need to do a quick switch, and there we go, boop. There he is, uh, Crystal Mage, who has uh, just started creating some content over on YouTube. You can check him out on Facebook, but also his main channel is right here. Actually, he made natte. I don't know if you know what that is, or nata. It's like the fermented beans. Look, you know my love of Japan. You know my absolute love of almost everything Japanese. This is the one thing I am not a fan of. And that's, I think it's pronounced nata. It's fermented beans and they're all sticky and gooey and they smell horrible and they taste even worse. They are extremely healthy for you. So by all means, eat them if you like. For me... Mm, no, thank you. But anyway, uh, Ryan, otherwise known as Crimson Mage, you can search for him on YouTube, subscribe to his channel. He's doing well, and he put together some rather interesting, his first, uh, well, second episode, uh, this one here. He makes different kinds of nata, the fermented beans, with different kinds of beans, and then tries them. And uh, at the end of the day, basically, I think, Smelly socks was what he described it as. So, and that's actually I, I saved that particular uh, freeze frame because that was his reaction to uh, to the first one that he tried. <laughs> what a great face! <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's Crimson Mage. You can uh, check him out on YouTube, and please do give him a uh, give him a subscribe over there. <laughs> All right, let's see what else is going on tonight. We've got um, we've got decent weather finally. Remember, I, I described Malaysian weather as either being well, first of all, wet or dry, but the temperature is either okay, hot, hot, and I died and went to hell hot. Right now we're at okay, hot, not so bad. This is July, so. It can sometimes, you know, in, in what in the U.S. and the U.K. and the, above the equator uh, kind of considers their summer months. We're very close to the equator here in Malaysia, so we don't really get much of a variety of weather. It's wet, it's dry, and it's hot. And that's pretty much it. Um, but uh, usually in the July-August times, for some reason, it does seem to be a little cooler. Our hot, hot time of year tends to be right around Chinese New Year, which is more towards the beginning of the year. Um, it, it varies because it's on lunar cycles. But um, yeah, it's, it's a little more 
a little more hot usually. We even call it, we say, oh, it's Chinese New Year hot because it's always hot at Chinese New Year. Okay. Um, huh. I got a couple of very quick, quick little things tonight. And uh, I saw them and I thought, mm, yeah, deep, deep thoughts. It's, I, I should start a new segment. Deep thoughts with Jay Sheldon. But, but I didn't say them. This one in, in particular come from Simone de Beauvoir. Ooh, sounds very important. Simone de Beauvoir. Anyway, <laughs> this is more appropriate than you may know. Take this to heart. The oppressor would not be so strong if he did not have accomplices among the oppressed. Think about it. Who do you trust? Name of the game. <laughs> the oppressor would not be so strong if he did not have accomplices among the oppressed. Mm, yes, indeed. <clears throat> By the way, don't be afraid to stand up and let people know what you think. Let people know what you feel. Um, there's basic survival, and for that reason, some a lot of people choose not to. They choose to follow the herd, follow the flow, follow the sheep, whatever you want to call them. But I saw this. I do not know who said it, but I thought it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> the door in the studio, which normally is closed, just suddenly decided it wanted to open. Hmm, maybe it's a sign. Okay. Uh, I found this again, once again, and if I'm not, yeah, Missy. Thank you, Missy, for uh, for posting this. Um, it's meaningful. It really is. And uh, it has to do with standing up for what you believe in. If you are silent about your beliefs because you're worried somebody will be offended, then your beliefs must not really be that important to you. But rather, what people think about you is what's important to you. When you stand up for what's right and true, you will receive both hate and love, but everyone will know what you're fighting for. If you worry about what somebody's going to think about what you believe, then you, your belief really isn't that important to you. It's when you stand up, when you take a stand, when you make a difference, when you tell people what you think without worrying going to offend them, that it truly is what you believe. And when you stand, like the, the rest of this exactly right, when you stand up for what's right and true, you're going to get haters. You're going to get people who love you and hate you. But everyone at least will know what it is you're fighting for. There you go. Wow. <clears throat> All right. Hey, did my, uh, did my thumbnail encourage you to stop by the stream today? <laughs> it was 100% pure clickbait. <laughs> no, really, I do have, on tonight's show, I do have the world's biggest banana. I'm not saying I have the world's biggest banana. I have the world's biggest banana. That was our, our, our headline tonight. 
the world's biggest banana tonight on the show. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. You ready? I don't know if you're ready for this. All right. I get it. I'm sorry. If you are not watching the video and you're listening on the podcast, you really have to go to rumble.com slash jsheldonnopants and check out the video. It's at, uh, what, 15, 15 minutes in is the moment we reveal the world's biggest banana. Yeah. You see that? Look at that. Check this out. These are people. These are full-grown adults. And that, look at the size of this thing. This is, for those of you listening to the podcast, hey, Tony, thanks for liking the stream. For those of you listening to the podcast, sorry, check out the video, but this is the plant that the world's biggest banana grows on. Now, I'm going to probably go in the wrong direction. Yes, I did. Okay. Look at that. Check this out. Look at the size of this banana tree compared to this guy. This looks like a good, you know, five, eight, six foot maybe guy. This is absolutely incredible. The banana's coming up, by the way. Trust me. You're not going to want to miss that. Look at that. Now, there's nothing relative in this picture for uh, a person to show you the size, but you can see other trees around. It's, it's as tall, if not taller, than the trees in the jungle around it. And finally, check this out. Wow. In nature. That. That is a big banana. Honestly, look at that thing. I wonder if they're sweet. Because, you know, there are some... In, when I lived in, uh, in Key West in Florida, which had a very large Cuban population, because in southern Florida in general, because it's uh, Key West is like 90 miles above Cuba. A lot of, lot of uh, Cuban population in, uh, in Key West and southern Florida. But there we had something called plantains, and they are exactly like bananas, 100% with the one exception that they're not sweet, and they're very much like a vegetable. They're used extensively in Cuban cooking. They're delicious. Same texture, same look, everything about it looks like a banana, but they're not. They're a, what they call a plantain, and... I don't know, it's a species of banana, I guess, with zero sweetness. You know, banana has that banana flavor and a sweetness to it. Um, these do not, plantain does not have a banana flavor and no sweetness really at all. Um, it's good and it's great fried. Fried plantains, very popular. Um, black beans, rice, and plantains. Mm, nice. But look at the size of this banana. That is absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. Now, the one thing I do not know is, <laughs> you're going to kill me for this, but I don't know where this comes from. Um, I've got to check the post and see if they explained in the post 
because nothing on any of the captions for the picture does it actually mention where uh, these banana grow. Does anybody know? Put it in the chat, maybe. But I'm scrolling through as fast as I can here while I tap dance online and try and fill time uh, because this post was uh, like about a day ago. So, And this, this site, Inspirational Quotes Guru, posts a lot of stuff. And so I'm trying to find exactly that post. But for some reason, it's not coming up. So let me try one more thing here. Here we go. Yeah, it's not going to work. Anyway, it does not show where this comes from. Somebody said Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Yes, it is. It's from Papua New Guinea. That's amazing. And again, whether or not it's actually a banana or not, I don't know. But that thing's amazing. All right, we've spent far too many time talking about the world's biggest banana. Can we move on now, please? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Can you tell it's been a long week? Seriously, it's been a long week. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is entirely going to work how, because... Um, I, I downloaded DaVinci Resolve today, which is among other things, some great editing software. I put it on my machine and suddenly all of my broadcast live streaming things had to be changed. I don't know why, but we'll see. Um, for some reason, these things got all screwy. So, uh, let me see if this is going to pop up our book. It does. There you go. All right. Um, hang on one quick second. There we go. Now it is time to move on to the Jungle Book. Uh, as you know, we do uh, books on this show. Uh, they're in the public domain. They're copyright free. You can go to the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org, and... Um, Check out the books for yourself if you want. You can download them, ebook format, Word docs for your iPhone or your Mac. Uh, they have all those there. And uh, you can, all the classic books, there's thousands of books there. We've done The Wizard of Oz. We did The Velveteen Rabbit. We did Alice in Wonderland. And uh, now we're doing The Jungle Book. We read a part of a chapter because these Jungle Book chapters are incredibly long. Uh, so we we don't do a whole chapter because it would take an hour. Not that we couldn't do an hour, but my voice won't hold up probably. So we're going to we'll do parts of chapters as we get through our story and break it off at some appropriate point and leave you wondering for next time. Uh, so let us move ahead and get into Rudyard Kipling from 1894. Very different book from the animated film you likely know. It is The Jungle Book. And as you know, they were headed towards the cold lairs with Ka and Bagheera and Baloo to try and find and rescue Mowgli. 
They all knew where the cold lairs were, but few of the jungle people ever went there, because what they called the cold lairs was an old deserted city, lost and buried in the jungle, and beasts seldom use a place that men have once used. The wild boar will, but the hunting tribes do not. Besides, the monkeys lived there as much as they could be said to live anywhere, and no self-respecting animal would come within eye-shot of it, except in times of drought, when half-ruined tanks and reservoirs held a little water. It's a half a night's journey at full speed, said Bagheera, and Baloo looked very serious. I will go as fast as I can, he said anxiously. We dare not wait for thee. Follow, Baloo. We must go on to the quick foot, Ka and I. Feet or no feet, I can keep abreast of all thy four, said Ka shortly. Baloo made one effort to hurry, but had to sit down panting, and so they left him to come on later. While Bagheera turned forward at the quick panther canter, Ka said nothing, but strive as Bagheera might, the huge rock python held level with him. When they came to a hill stream, Bagheera gained because he bounded across while Ka swam, his head and two feet of his neck clearing the water. But on level ground, Ka made up the difference. By the broken lock that freed me, said Bagheera, when twilight had fallen, thou art no slow goer. I am hungry, said Ka. Besides, they called me speckled frog. Worm, earthworm, and yellow to boot. Ah, all one, let us go on. And Ka seemed to pour himself along the ground, finding the shortest road with his steady eyes and keeping to it. In the cold lairs, the monkey people were not thinking of Mowgli's friends at all. They'd brought the boy to the lost city and were very much pleased with themselves for the time. Mowgli had never seen an Indian city before, and though this was almost a heap of ruins, it seemed very wonderful and splendid. Some king had built it long ago on a little hill. You could still trace the stone causeways that lead up to the ruined gates, where the last splinters of wood hugged to the warm, rusted hinges. Trees had grown into and out of the walls. The battlements were tumbled down and decayed, and wild creepers hung out of the windows of the towers on the wall in bushy hanging clumps. A great roofless palace crowned the hill, and marble of the courtyards and fountains was split and stained with red and green, and the very cobblestones in the courtyard where the king's elephants used to live had been thrust up and apart by grasses and young trees. From the palace you could see the rows and rows of roofless houses 
roofless houses that made up the city, looking like empty honeycombs filled with blackness. The shapeless block of stone that had been an idol in the square where four roads met, the pits and dimples at street corners where the public wells once stood, and the shattered domes of temples with wild figs sprouting on their sides. The monkeys called the place their city and pretended to despise the jungle people because they lived in the forest. And yet they never knew what the buildings were made for nor how to use them. They would sit in circles on the hall of the king's council chamber and scratch fleas and pretend to be men, or they'd run in and out of the roofless houses and collect pieces of plaster and old bricks in a corner and forget where they'd hidden them, and fight and cry in scuffled crowds and then break off to play up and down the terraces of the king's garden where they would shake their rose trees and oranges and sport to see the fruit and the flowers fall. They explored all the passages and dark tunnels in the palace and the hundreds of little dark rooms, but they never remembered what they had seen and what they had not, and so drifted about in ones and twos or crowds, telling each other that they were doing as men did. They drank at the tanks and made the water all muddy, and then they fought over it, and then they would all rush together in mobs and shout, There is no one in the jungle so wise and good and clever and strong and gentle as the Bundalog. Then all would begin again till they grew tired of the city and went back to the treetops, hoping the jungle people would notice them. Mowgli who'd been trained under the law of the jungle, did not like or understand this kind of life. The monkeys dragged him into the cold lairs late in the afternoon, and instead of going to sleep, as Mowgli would have done after a long journey, they joined hands and danced around and sang their foolish songs. One of the monkeys made a speech and told his companion that Mowgli's capture marked a new thing in the history of the Bundalog, for Mowgli was going to show them how to weave sticks and canes together as protection against rain and cold. Mowgli picked up some creepers and began working them in and out, and the monkeys tried to imitate, but in a very few minutes they lost interest and began to pull their friends' tails or jump up and down on all fours, coughing. I wish to eat, said Mowgli. I'm a stranger in this part of the jungle. Bring me food or leave me to hunt here. Twenty or thirty monkeys bound away to bring him nuts and wild pawpaws. But they fell to fighting on the road and it was too much trouble to go back with what was left of the fruit. Mowgli was sore and angry, as well as hungry, and he roamed through the empty city, giving the stranger's hunting call from time to time. But no one answered him, and Mowgli felt that he had reached a very bad place indeed. All that Baloo has said about the Bandalog is true, he thought to himself. They have no law, no hunting call, and no leaders. 
nothing but foolish words and little picking, thievish hands. So if I am starved or killed here, it will be all my own fault. But I must try to return to my own jungle. Baloo will surely beat me, but that's better than chasing silly rose leaves with the bunderbog. No sooner had he walked into the city wall than the monkeys pulled him back, telling him that he didn't know how happy he was and pinching him to make him grateful. He set his teeth and set nothing, but went with the shouting monkeys to a terrace above the red sandstone reservoirs that were half full of rainwater. There was a ruined summer house of white marble in the center of the terrace, built for queens dead a hundred years ago. The doomed roof had half fallen in and blocked up the underground passage from the palace by which the queens used to enter. But the walls were made of screens of marble, tracery, beautiful milk, white fretwork, set with agates and cornelians and jasper and lapis lazuli. And as the moon came up behind the hill, it shone through the open work, casting shadows on the ground like black velvet embroidery. Sore, sleepy, and hungry as he was, Mowgli could not help laughing when the bundelog began, twenty at a time, to tell him how great and wise and strong and gentle they were, and how foolish he was to wish to leave them. We are great. We are free. We are wonderful. We are the most wonderful people in the jungle. We all say so, and so it must be true, they shouted. Now, as you are a new listener and can carry our words back to the jungle people so that they may notice us in future, we will tell you all about our most excellent selves. Mowgli made no objection, and the monkeys gathered by hundreds and hundreds on the terrace to listen to their own speakers singing the praises of the bundelog. And whenever a speaker stopped for want of breath, they would all shout together, This is true. We all say so. Mowgli nodded and blinked and said, Yes, when they asked him a question, and his head spun with the noise. Tabaki the jackal must have bitten all these people, he said to himself, and now they have madness. Certainly this is Diwani, the madness. Do, do they ever go to sleep? Now there is a cloud coming to cover the moon. If it were only a big enough cloud, I, I might try to run away in the darkness, but, but I'm tired. That same cloud was being watched by two good friends in the ruined ditch below the city wall. I'm going to guess that's Bagheera and Ka. And we'll find out on Monday's stream. That is more from Rudyard Kipling's 1894 book, The Jungle Book. Very cool. All right. Nice, nice, nice. 
thank you guys. Thanks for uh, popping in. If you are listening in on the uh, on the podcast across all your favorite podcast platforms, thank you. Be sure you download, subscribe. Just click whatever favorite button or like. On Facebook, like, share, follow. YouTube, thanks you. Uh, thank you for the subscriptions. Just hit the subscribe button. It's somewhere likely over here. And, uh, of course, twitch.tv. You can uh, subscribe there. Most importantly of all, if you want to see the video version of the show in a replay, you can always go to rumble.com, sign up for a free account. All 85 episodes are there, including this one, or it will be shortly. Rumble.com slash Pants. And please do subscribe there. It means a lot. It's important to me, and uh, it it truly means a lot. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm out of here. I'm going to head back over in a little while to Stephen Bone's stream. And I also uh, put Stephen's stream on my channel on twitch.tv when I'm not live. So after this, it should switch over to, uh, to Stephen's stream. So enjoy, and I'll see you over there. Until next time, I'm Jay Sheldon. And I'm not wearing pants. Good night.